They didn't realize we were seeds. They didn't realize you were seeds. They open doors so others can walk through them. Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Sagliari, and this is Salt the Podcast. Welcome to Salt the Podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. My guest today is Maria Zmirniotti. Maria is a Greek woman who lives with her family in Amsterdam. She's the co-owner of Canela Patisserie, where she creates delicious Greek pastries for all kinds of occasions. But Maria is also my neighbor and friend. And a few weeks ago, she reached out to me, telling me that she wants to share her mental health story that is centered around her experiences of living with depression on salt. So we came together and started talking openly, full of honesty and rawness, in line with what SALT stands for, to create a space where we can share our stories because they matter. And when we share those stories, break those silences, revolt against the shame that has been put on us, we give permission to others to do the same. With this conversation that Maria and I had, Maria has broken her chain. She has raised her voice, spoken her truth, and contributed towards creating a space, a safe space, full of compassion and kindness. You will hear us speaking about Maria's mental health journey with depression, the shame she was conditioned in, mental illness and family, medication, motherhood, and how Maria is today. This episode is part of fighting the stigma around mental illness and refusing to stay quiet because time is up. Also, this episode includes a trigger warning as we speak about mental health and suicide. Welcome, Maria. Welcome to SALT. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Thank you, Stella, for the invitation. So tell us a little bit about yourself and who is Maria? Hi, I'm Maria. I'm 41 years old. I'm from Greece. I have uh, two children. My daughter is 12 years old and my son is six years old. Um, I am in a relationship with my partners for 11 years now. I know uh, my partner since, uh, since I was 13 years old. We were classmates, best friends. Uh, you can say sweethearts. <laughs> and what else? I live with my, with my family in Amsterdam. I own a company which makes a big variety of Greek desserts and more. I'm the chef. Canela, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's called Canela, yeah. which means cinnamon in Greek. Thank you. I love to dance. I love to listen to music. I love traveling. I love to cook, of course. And especially I love to cook uh, and gather my friends around the table, you know, having chat and having fun a lot. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, Maria. <laughs> Thank you so much for the introduction. Yes, we are here today. We are actually sitting in the same room, very yes. close to each yes. other. Yes. Usually I record the podcast via Zoom, but uh, in this case, it was possible that we can actually be in the same room together. Yeah. And today's episode, um, as also mentioned in the introduction, 
is part of the topic of mental health. And before I start introducing the topic, I want to thank Maria for reaching out because she did reach out to me and ask me to speak on SALT to share her story. Yes. For taking the courage to be here today <clears throat> and speaking about your mental health journey mm -hmm. by sharing your truth and also breaking the stigma that unfortunately still exists around mental health. So I want to introduce the topic with a quote I read with regard to depression, which is our topic today. And the quote reads, people don't fake depression. They fake being okay. Remember that. Be kind. So, Maria, please share your story with us in the way that is the most comfortable for you. Oof, yeah, uh, it's true. Uh, people don't fake depression. They live through it. I don't know how to um, to fake depression because it's something that you live, that you... Um, You know, people, it's not in their nature to fake depression. They want to show that they're happy. They know happiness. And, yeah, for me, it was um, it was very difficult. I went through depression for eight years. It was very difficult for my family, my especially my partner. And, uh, yeah, I missed a lot. Well, my, um, my children experienced... Uh, a version of their mother that um, he didn't want to go to stay alone in his in her house only you know for a few minutes not uh, for an hour or she constantly didn't want to go out to live her life to go for shopping or to pick up her kids you know um she she uh, told uh, she told a lot of lies uh, to herself or to her children, to her partner, to be excused, to feel better, because um, she wanted to show that everything is okay, but it wasn't okay. So, yeah, it was um, it was a very bad day, you know? It was constantly that I felt that I was constantly in a maze and I couldn't find the exit. Running, running every day. I had a lot of panic attacks. I lived with stress a lot, and uh, yeah, it, it was like um, I, it was like that I was dying in my own body. I can say that I missed a lot of my of moments with my family, especially with my kids. I didn't want to go out, have fun with my friends. I was I was felt like unloved many times. I didn't took care of my 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 body, my myself. Um, I, I gained uh, 25 kilos through these eight uh, years. And uh, yeah, it was everything, you know, <laughs> very bad for me. It was a very uh, black days, let's say it. So yeah, and when, um, when I realized that I lost um, a lot of all of this, I felt more depressed and I felt guilt. And, you know, everything was a circle. Again, the same every day. I woke up, feel depressed, feel a lot of stress. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't live my life. Uh, it was like, okay, sleep, do not think, and wake up again. 
at the same time. So yeah, for eight years was very difficult for me. Wow. Thank you so much for yeah being so honest with us. Can you maybe share what triggered the depression? Yeah. And when did you realize, like, when did you also use this word for your condition? Yes. Because um, you say you were faking, you were lying, mm -hmm. you were pretending, because, of course, depression or mental illness is stigmatized. And I can also imagine it's something you don't want to admit to yourself <clears throat> in the beginning. But what happened that you felt that way? And when did you, let's say, realize it? Okay, this is more serious than what I thought. And I cannot stay in this vicious cycle anymore. And then you reached out for help. Maybe you can share a little bit more on that. Yes. Well, before to uh, answer this question, I, w I have to tell you that it wasn't like I woke up one morning, uh, one day, and I was like, okay, I feel depressed. Okay, I need help. No, everything uh, started many years back when uh, I was married in my first marriage and um, uh, my ex-husband was uh, violent to me for more than three years. So I made the decision to make to take a divorce, to divorce him. Uh, at that The year I had my daughter, she was uh, 12 years old. And, you know, it was very hard for me because I didn't have a lot of support from my family, my my sisters. And, you know, um, I took care of my daughter alone. I had my job. I had to take care of my, to care of my, uh, my child. And, you know, I was starting to losing myself, let's say. So you were like on autopilot, just exactly. going and going and going. Yes, and going. yes, exactly. So um, all this, um, not having a support from my family, my siblings, it was uh, a damage to me. So yes, after uh, many years, I, I had a relationship with my partner, Pablos and uh, I, we took the decision to live in Amsterdam. But you know, the damage was there inside me. I didn't feel that I'm capable. I'm to do more things than only to take care of my family. I lose my my faith to myself because if they don't support your family, or if they don't feel that. Uh, You need uh, more love in your bad days. So we are, why? Why you have to feel the same for yourself? So yeah, I felt uh, alone a lot. And um, yes, I mean, you you also went through the humiliation from your ex-husband, yes. which was also uh, verbal abuse, mm -hmm. downgrading mm -hmm. you, telling you that you're not worth it. Yes, having the this. divorce, not having the support, being a single mother. My child was very, very, yeah. very yeah. Yeah. Young, yeah. Two so, years old, being yeah. in a small community mm -hmm. in Greece, not in a big city where things are much more exactly, conservative. Exactly. And then suddenly moving to another country with a baby, because mm -hmm. then your son was born, and to another country where you don't know anybody except your partner and your children, obviously. And that is so different from what you had experienced before, right? Well, yeah. 
when you um, when I lived in a very small society, when you well when you don't speak about all these things, you know everything is perfect for yeah. the rest of the the village, let's yeah. say, yeah. and um, you are um, in a mode that whatever. Uh, happens to your family stay inside the house so you I lived like this I I believe it it was my own motto uh, for many years and uh, of course in the beginning of my uh, depression um, I was in a denial a denial to seek for help for professional help I was like, okay, um, everything is okay. Stays inside my house and I will deal with it. Uh, I don't need help. Um, and my friends don't need to, to know about me. So I was, you know, like this. And yeah, this one is, was uh, very hard for me to, to be open, like a, to be open a, like a person. And what happens? Because then one day you became like you opened up yes. you open up to some of your friends um you open up to your partner you open up yeah to the to the medical people around you you asked for help can you share a little bit more about that well you know the thing is that uh, deal with the depression is not like that you broke your uh, you break your leg or your arm and everyone can see it and okay she needs help Having a depression is very difficult uh, for someone to understand that she has a problem, this woman, that she needs to feel that um, I understand her, I support her, I need to tell something or not to tell anything. It's very difficult to feel her. So it was very difficult, especially for my partner, because um, for him it was, you know, a normal thing for for a woman to go and pick up uh, her children or to go outside for shopping or or no whatever or to stay inside his her house so everything was very difficult for him to understand me understands me and you know there wasn't uh, let's say the most uh, happy moments for me and my partner there and um When I seek for uh, professional help, it was uh, two years ago. Then uh, after um, there ten, I think, ten times that I had meetings with my therapist, she had, he understands that, okay, something's wrong with my partner, with Maria. Something is very bad. Oh, he understood that something is wrong yes. with you. Like maybe yes. he also needed time to admit it, right? Yes, You know, all people are not uh, ready to um, to see what's going through with other people. So we are not, um, how can I say it? We are not made like this. And for many people, it's very hard to understand. So, yes, my partner was uh, one of them. And now, yeah, see, he, he thinks that, okay, I, I have to help here because I love her. <laughs> And uh, now it's better. Yes. What can I what I'm saying is that depression make damage in many things. Not only in my in myself or everybody's self, but 
make damage to your partner, to your friends, to your children, to your uh, mother, to your father, to your siblings, to everyone. People don't understand you. You have to speak. And if they don't understand you after that, you have to seek for help. But yeah, you have first speak about it openly. It's actually, yeah, what you just said. Um, I read a quote a few days ago um, that I wanted to also post on Instagram today because the topic right now is mental health. And the quote reads, what would happen if one woman told the truth about her life? Mm. And the author who is um, Muriel Rukeser answers, the world would split open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's actually what happened. Also, in your case, when you, yeah, when you started saying, "I am depressed, I need help," when you started addressing certain people in your life who maybe hurt you or failed you or weren't there when you needed them. So, what happened when you started speaking openly about your situation? You shared already a little bit about it, but. Please share a little bit more with us because it was not only, I mean, of course you can show negative, positive things, mm -hmm. but many things have happened. And I've been, of course, been part of your journey. Some of, not, not from the beginning, but some of this, this, these years. What happened when you started speaking openly about your situation? Well, when I started to speak openly about my depressions, uh, depression and uh, all these Uh, the, fun th the funny thing is, was that my mother advised me then that you shouldn't talk about this, you know? Keep and, it to uh, yourself. Yes, <laughs> because, you know, she grew up me uh, like this. Uh, it was the same way that someone else grew up her. You know, she, someone else taught her the if I allow to say the same rubbish. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, sorry for interrupting. It's a big part of Greek culture. I always exactly. say it also in my podcast. We are being raised in a shaming culture. Mm -hmm. Certain things we don't talk about. Nobody needs to know. Yeah, it has to stay yeah. in the house. So on and so forth. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, no, why? It's my own life. It's my life. It's my body. It's my, <laughs> my mind. And I want to speak. Okay, you are my mother, but no. It was like, no, no. And uh, I started to speak openly. Uh, at the first, after, uh, it was after two years when I realized that something uh, go, goes wrong with, me, with myself. And I started to speak to my um, to my children first. I told them that, okay, your mother is not okay. Uh, I didn't know that I have to say that I'm going through depression. I didn't know that it was a depression. I thought, okay, I'm, I'm unhappy. But I started to talk to my children and uh, I told them, yes, your, you know, your mother is not okay. Sometimes feeling she feels bad. So you have to, you know, understand me, maybe. They were very, you know, small. But, you know, yeah, the, our kids uh, are so lovely. They felt that, okay, we have to support our mother. And after that, um, 
two years ago, I seek for professional help with my therapist, Krisa. She's uh, a very talented woman and uh, she helped me, you know, to put in the right uh, place my my soul puzzles, let's say it. And uh, yeah, I have now my tools to to help myself because every day is a new day for me. And what else? When I opened my, uh, when I started to speak openly with my partner, it was not, uh, you know, very good at the beginning. We had a lot of arguments. He didn't understand me. Uh, he thought that I was faking my depression, let's say. And, you know, I felt very alone and everything was, uh, now it's in the past. And uh, yeah, everything was very, let's say, bad. But many people didn't understand, didn't feel what I'm saying, that this is for real. It was like, Maybe you need attention for us. Mm. Maybe you you think that uh, you are the only important person mm. in this world. It was like, you know, I was yelling for help. For Yes, why not? For attention. Because I started to lose myself and I didn't know how to help myself. And I didn't know how to explain to my friends that, you know... <laughs> I'm not feeling well. I, I this morning when I had my breakfast, I thought that maybe I have to jump from the window because I have uh, many, you know, uh, thoughts for um, killing yourself. Yeah, killing myself. And uh, yeah, it was everything, you know, bad. <laughs> yes, but you also. I mean, I have to say, I'm, I'm. I really want to thank you for being so honest right now and being yeah. so raw. I really appreciate it. Yeah, why not? We have to tell the truth, you know. We have to. You have to be. We have to be true to ourselves first. We have to tell the truth. It's not everything okay, but it's okay. We are not robots. We are not something perfect in this life. And uh, let's start to speak loudly, openly. We don't have to hide our feelings because if we do that, everything you know, will destroy us. Let's say it. We, we're going to destroy ourselves. That's yes. it. Yes. And another thing that you've been talking openly about and which is also stigmatized when it comes to mental health, mental illness is medication. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that um, throughout this journey, you've had your um, therapist, Hrisa, mm-hmm. uh, in Greece, that you did many sessions with her and she helped you a lot. Mm-hmm. Eventually, of course, also your family, because they needed time maybe to realize, okay, what mm-hmm. is going on with you? But eventually they also supported you. But you also went to your GP and with the help of your therapist, yeah. and you got a prescription for medication, which has also helped you, right? Yeah, you know, when I had my sessions with my therapist, uh, (laughs) I have to tell this, my mother realized uh, 
like that, okay, maybe she has uh, something to say. But when she uh, finds out that uh, I'm taking medication and uh, I can't uh, live my life, my day, without uh, taking a pill, uh, she realized that, okay, this is uh, something, you know, for real. This is, <laughs> and this is sad, you know. And um, yeah, I'm taking pills, uh, something to, let's say, a happy pill. <laughs> it's not uh, something that makes you, you know, feel heavy or, no, it's not like that. Um Many people, uh, when they hear that, okay, pills for the depression, oh, she's uh, crazy, you know, she's taking pills, oh, oh, that's bad. No, no, taking a pill is not something wrong, something bad. You, it's, let's say, a tool for helps you, for helping you um, go through your life, your day. It's, let's say it's a part of your yeah. Process of getting better. Yeah, if you have a headache, you're taking a uh, paracetamol, okay? Or oh, have a depression, I'm taking my de- my d- depression pill. Okay, that's okay. And yeah, that's a taboo, you know. Many people think that you are crazy. That's why you're taking pills. No, no, <laughs> I'm taking my uh, my own paracetamol for my headache. <laughs> Actually, with, with with everything you've shared and with everything I've lived with you, you just mentioned the word taboo. Mm-hmm. You've broken many taboos in the location that we are in, in the community that we grew up. You started speaking openly about, yes, I have depression. Yes, I'm divorced. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a single mom. Yes, I have a new partner who loves me and I love him. Yes. yes, I'm a mother. Yes, I'm taking medication. Yes, I have depression. Exactly. Yes, I'm fine. Yes, I have now my own business. Yes, I'm healing, but healing is not linear. And through speaking up, first of all, wow, like being so open and I could add more things to the list. Mm -hmm. But, and you said it also in different words, you've also given permission to others to speak up and to others to share their own story and to others to share things that they're going through. And I also know, because you, you told me, that another effect all this had on your on your family and on your mother is also that you actually came closer to each other. Yes. yes. And also that now your mother is speaking up. You, you don't need to share the things, but um, that also now your mother is speaking up, up about certain things, mentioning them and not keeping things inside of her anymore. And that it had like yes. a huge impact in the relationship yes. among you and your sisters. Yeah, yeah. through me, she thought, okay, I can speak openly now. With uh, my daughter, she's uh, she's a woman too. You know, we are equal. We have partners. We have children. We are two women that we can share our moments, our our experiences. And yes, she's uh, she talks to me more openly now. And uh, I can see, you know, uh, my sister too. One of my sisters that. Uh, she told me uh, three weeks ago that I don't feel very well. I think I will go to a therapist. This one, you know, it was a taboo. She didn't imagine that uh, I could say I need a therapist or I don't feel very well. Because I, as I told you before, in a small society, everything is under the blanket, yeah. you know, inside your house. Yeah. 
And uh, many times you can't even speak to your siblings about all this. You have to keep it by yourself. And uh, I'm very happy because now that my kids uh, know uh, everything about the mother, they feel more, uh, you know, open with me. I broke my chain, you know. I opened myself. I'm a, an open book now. I can speak about everything. You can ask me about everything. I'm a, I'm a free woman. And yeah, I don't have uh, fears now. And if I have, it's okay. So yeah, I break I broke my chain and I'm very happy to see that my daughter uh, broke her own chain. And you know, this is the new generation. And uh, yeah, I'm very happy that through my bad days, I helped my mother to maybe feel more, you know, free to speak and uh, I help my daughter to help herself and speak the same you know openly I will read another quote yes, that a friend yes. of mine sent me the other day with practice we can see that our wounded child is not only us yes our wounded child may represent several generations our mother may have suffered throughout her life our father may have suffered Perhaps our parents weren't able to look after the wounded child in themselves. So when we are embracing the wounded child in us, we are embracing all the wounded children in our past generations. This practice is not a practice for ourselves alone, but for numberless generations of ancestors and descendants. It's a quote by Tish Nat Han. And it fits really well into mm -hmm. what you just said. You wow. said, I broke the chain, intergenerational trauma. And you did not only break the chain for your past generations, but also for your daughter. And again, because I'm very close to you, I see, I, I would not say that you're not capable of being there for your daughter because you put it very negatively. Yes. Um, but of course, there are some questions that maybe you, you cannot answer. Yeah. But What I also see is your daughter is so open. She shares so many things with you, yeah. which I could, for instance, never share with my mom, not even a, a third of this, you know? And yeah. it's, it's beautiful to watch this, that yeah. she trusts you, that she knows I can go to my mom. And even if she doesn't have the answer, we will look for another solution. And Maria, what have been some of the loveliest, most thoughtful gestures people have done for you during this time of your life? Hmm. Yeah, well, when I started to uh, speak openly about my depression, um, you know, I came close to my friends, to you, to, I felt more, you know, more free. And um, yeah, let's say that something, you know, I'm getting emotional now. Okay. Um <laughs> You know, it's very important to have people at your side. First of all, I have to thank you. <laughs> Because, yeah, you and your partner open uh, open your house and, um, you know, keep me inside safe and uh, talk with me and um, trying to understand me and... Um, You know, it was very difficult for me, you know, because I couldn't stay at my home. 
and I was uh, in need to find, uh, you know, <laughs> a safe place. And your house was your safe place for me for many days. Um, I have to um, I have to thank my friend uh, Marilena because um, she tried to help me to go out from the house and have many uh, walks with her and talks with her. And of course, she she first mentioned uh, my therapist, Krista, Krista. And um, I have to thank, oh my, I have to thank many people. I have to thank, oh, your, your mother. I have to thank your mother, uh, Mrs. Adigoni, because She's a fearless woman. <laughs> she's so yeah. She's she tough. Was, yeah, she's tough. Exactly. She was like, "Okay, girl, <laughs> put on your shoes. We're going outside." <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, no!" Uh, but yes, I want to thank her a lot. Um, what else? Um, I have to thank uh, my friend Anastasia for her concern. Um, her phone calls, probably. Her phone calls, yeah, <laughs> a lot of phone calls uh, almost every day to see if I'm I'm better or if I need something. But uh, I will tell the other one that if you don't have friends or you don't have uh, family or, or you are alone, you can um, you can feel that okay I can maybe talk to someone you know maybe sometimes you some uh, stranger a neighbor uh, can help you too or a professional or a professional Your doctor therapist yes, yes and I'm sure that uh, if you feel alone or if you feel that um, you have to speak uh, to someone please don't uh, hesitate to to speak, uh, I don't know, right to solve the podcast. I'm sure that you, Stella, will answer. Of course, why yes. not? Uh, text me or someone, I don't know. You can speak openly. Someone will help you. Someone will answer. We are not alone. And I'm telling this because I'm very blessed that I have my friends, I have my family, I have my kids. But um, many times I felt alone, very alone. So, yeah, don't hesitate to talk to someone. I will answer. You will answer. Why not? (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely. And also, like what you just said, sometimes maybe when you're on the other side, let's say you are a family member, you're a friend, you are a neighbor of somebody who has, let's say, depression, You can, of course, either ask the person directly, what is it that I can do for you? But even sometimes these small gestures like that you just described, somebody opening their house and saying, hey, whenever you have a panic attack, you feel alone, just come here, sit, you don't even have to speak, just sit, we can talk about anything, we don't talk about nothing, or shall we go for a walk, or give them a call, or cook them a meal, Yes, like it can be very much also in the small things that we can just show um, our love and our care for someone who is in need. And and Maria, mm-hmm. how are you today? Because of course, um, healing is not something that is that is linear, and life is not linear, and uh, not just healing. I mean, we all need healing. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, but healing is not linear. It cannot be rushed. Um, It is a lifetime commitment. So how are you today? You don't need to say too much, just if you had to put it in in two sentences. How are you? Well, I'm a new person now. I can feel, I can taste the life. I can smell the life. Let's say Um, I have my bad days, but I have my good days. Most of them are good. I can use my therapist, my tools that my therapist gave to me. And uh, yeah, I speak openly now. I am, for example, I don't feel very well. I will stay home and get rest or take uh, time for myself. It's okay. And my children, my partner will understand. And yeah, go. Go for it. It's okay. So yeah, I'm a new person now, and uh, yeah, I'm helping myself every day. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank Taking you. Taking so. my pills. Huh? <laughs> yes, but there's more to it than, than, than just. I mean, in brackets, yes. the, the pills. Yes. Um, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. Um, and now, I want to ask you let's say, salt standard questions. <laughs> Who has been your salt? Well, first, uh, first of all, my daughter. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> this creature is for me uh, what I wanted my, my whole life. It's my breath. And uh, I'm taking courage from her and uh, I admire her. Yeah, I admire her a lot. And yeah, my sword is my daughter. And I want to make a comment here. Her daughter is really, really incredible. <laughs> She's leading the way. She's doing things that because of the way we were brought up, She's we, a, we couldn't do, we, we didn't do or we did differently. She's yeah, she's she's really wonderful. And I remember one time um she came upstairs. She I don't know why she came to bring me something or ask me for something, and I said to her, how was your performance today? Because she had an exhibition at school and uh, she says, yes, it was nice. And you couldn't go because you were not feeling yeah. well. It was at the beginning of your very bad days. Mm. And she says to me, it doesn't matter. The most important thing is that my mom gets healthy again. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow, she's 11 years old. Yeah. It's important to tell the truth to your kid. And uh, this uh, can help you. And, um, yeah, if everyone knows the truth, uh, you can face the truth. But uh, I want to tell that uh, my soul is not only my my daughter. It's all the women that um, going through mental health issues. Uh, we all have the soul and we are powerful. And if we survived... And all these all these days, years, months, we will survive again. We are the soul. And without us, you know, life is not so tasty. <laughs> so yeah, we are the soul. We are life. Yes. Soul is life. Exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. We could stop here, but I still want <laughs> to talk a little bit more. <laughs> I think, I mean, I would ask you now to whom do you want to pass the salt, but I won't because I like what you just answered. If that's yeah. okay with you, you, no, you already okay. passed the salt actually I, with what you said. Yeah, we are the salt. Yes. yes so 
then it's your turn actually to ask me a question. Oh, yes, I have a question for you. Stella, are you really ready to share your big fears and maybe some bad experiences with your daughter in the future? Yes, totally, 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 totally. I mean, not only with my daughter, with my sons as well. I'm already doing it, of course, in an age-appropriate uh, yeah, way. I yeah. mean, my daughter is two and a half, obviously. <laughs> that is a little bit more yeah. difficult. But uh, yeah, I'm already doing it with my sons in the way it's it's appropriate for them. Yes, definitely, definitely. For me, a lot of the things you shared resonate with me. It's it, not probably, it is a Greek thing. It's a lot about shame. We also always hear this dropi, dropi, yes, which means yes. shame in Greece when you do something. Yes, Dropishu, yes. or what will the people think? Yeah, Nobody can yeah. know. So this is the yeah. way oh, we have been raised. And of mm-hmm. course, it's slowly changing. Yeah, that's sad. But yes, I am already long time breaking a lot of chains. And um, I'm creating a culture, not just me, with my partner in our home, where our kids can be honest, can share their weaknesses, their pain, their questions. Um, we address many topics. We are trying not to have any taboos and also not to pretend that we are perfect, you know? Yeah. The other day I got really angry and, and I got really upset. And afterwards I, I I apologize to my kid and I say, Oof, I got a little bit too angry that, you know, I got like upset, let's say. And, and I apologize and I say, I got so sad about this and this and that's why I reacted like that. Yeah. So I also want to share with them I'm not perfect, you know, and I also make mistakes and I'm apologizing for them and I'm trying to repair them. So yes, for me, it's, it's crucial. And also on sold, I mean, sold is part of my own healing. The questions that I get at the end, sometimes they're more general, but sometimes they're more personal. And I've also shared very personal things on the podcast that for many years I kept inside of me because of shame, Mm -hmm. because you have to be strong and strong means pretending that you're fine. Um, because on certain things, I also didn't get the support from my family because they didn't want to admit or realize, yes, she has this, but no, we're not talking about yeah. it. It's so, taboo, yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of my big things to, to break the, the, the chain, as you said it. Yes. 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 Break the, break your chain. Yeah. Yes. Break your chain, take your salt and make your life more, you know, tasteful and yeah, go on. Yes. Maria, thank you so much for thank today. For um, I always honor a woman at the end of the podcast most of the time. Today, I want to honor you. I really, <laughs> really, really appreciate you. And I really want to thank you for being so honest today. Yeah, I, I just want to thank you. You said so many important things that I think people who will listen to this episode or who are listening right now to the episode yeah, it, it will do something to them. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, Yeah, don't forget, ladies, we are not alone. We are all together. We can ask and seek for help. We have the soul. We have uh, the power inside us. Don't, don't leave yourselves. It is very important. Love yourself. If you don't know how to love yourself, please ask me. Ask Stella. That's all the post, the podcast. Ask someone that you trust. You have to find your way to survive. You already survived. You will survive. You have the power. So yeah, keep on. And thank you. Thank you. So yes, thank you everybody for listening. Share this episode. 
with people that you think they have to listen to it. And if you have any questions, as Maria said, you can reach out to her, you can reach out to me, but also keep in mind, we are not therapists, we are not professionals. Exactly. So if you feel that you have depression or any other mental uh, health, yeah, any other mental illness, reach out to a professional, to your GP, to a psychiatrist, to a psychologist, a coach. And I think it's important, as Maria said today, to take the first step and... Um, Yeah, thank you very, very much, everybody, for listening. Something that is loved is never lost. I'm Stella Sagliari, and this is Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast.